0: Wonka released in theaters in North America this past weekend. Emma Stone and Joaquin Phoenix have joined Ari Aster's next film. And Rebel Moon gets released on Netflix to very poor reviews. It is rotten on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Let's get into this week's movie news on Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. By the way, I'm recovering from an illness, so I sound like I smoke 20 packs of cigarettes a day. Just a heads up. He's lying. He really does smoke 20 (laughs) packs of cigarettes a day. Don't worry. No one wants to hear you talk anyways. Let's get to the box office. So Wonka premiered and got released in North America. It had a European release last week, so it pulled in about $50 million dollars. Right now, domestically for North America, it pulled in about thirty-eight to forty million dollars this weekend, which is really healthy for a budget of one hundred twenty-five with an early international release. It's awesome news. Previous musicals the last two years made ten and eleven million dollars. So we have Spielberg's film, and then In the Heights. So both of those had pretty low opening weekends. It was, I think, Spielberg's lowest opening weekend of his entire career, maybe. And Wonka just defied expectations with this really big opening. We're doing an episode on Wonka this upcoming week tomorrow. Tomorrow, we loved it. We recommend it for the holiday season. It's a great family film, and it's just a really good positive time. Couldn't recommend it enough. Super positive time. Too so bad it couldn't help with your illness. It could It didn't. It didn't <laughs> cure my illness, but it is delightful. And that's awesome news to see a movie like that doing so well. I can't wait to see what kind of legs it has for this holiday. Speaking of legs, weekend coming up, Hunger Games. Still has those legs. Six million dollars again at the box office the fifth week out. It, it moved from the third spot last week to the second spot this week. Consistent yeah, chugging it along, crazy. just making a good five to ten mil every weekend. It's doing really well, and audiences clearly responded to this film. The, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. The Boy and the Herons in third place with 5.1 million dollars domestically. And again, this is Hayao Miyazaki's most successful film right now. For North America. It opened in 2,000 more theaters, 2,300 theaters. So it's got an even wider release this weekend. So if you haven't had a chance to see it, if it hasn't been playing near you, you definitely have one near you now. Number four on the box office. Godzilla minus one is decimating its budget and cost. Pulled in another $5 million to the box office. Then in fourth place, we have trolls at $4 million to the box office. <laughs> trolls. Trolls. Which one is that? Trolls band together. Trolls band together. Yes, they do. Sorry, you only <laughs> wrote one word for every Just, I didn't feel opening, like writing all the words. You're that lazy you can't write out trolls band what together. What are you, Ron There's Burgundy? Three words. Are you Ron Anthony. Burgundy. You can't write out three words. You only say what's exactly written. Yes, I'm. I'm reading off a Google document for factual information here. You know, I can't be giving people the wrong info. They're gonna Sorry, think, Ron. What trolls movie is there? Is it tr- like evil trolls or is it animated trolls? <laughs> They're going to be confused, Anthony. We all know what trolls it is. Oh, yeah. All right. right, let's. Get you in. know what trolls it is. Let's get into the top stories. So this is really cool news. I just found this out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anthony's giving me his throat thing this morning. <laughs> his throat thing. That's, that's Emma cold. Stone has joined Joaquin Phoenix in Ariasters next Film. Give us some details. There are no details. That's all you got? No, Ari Aster, <laughs> it was Joaquin Phoenix, joined it last month. He was in rumors about working together again, but then it was confirmed last month. And then Emma Stone just was announced joining the cast. There's no title, there's no synopsis, there's nothing at all. So they're keeping it very under wraps and close to the chest until I'm sure they start production. I think Emma Stone completely fits his Cine World really well obviously joaquin worked with him with Bo is afraid and you just told me the other day this is a pretty interesting and what did i tell you in the kitchen you're were, you were discussing things we were discussing film <laughs> as we do as we do and now we film it and put it online <laughs> anthony said that ari Aster was going to direct dream scenario yes i had no idea so ari Aster originally loved the script and so the writer of dream scenario it's his first film just came out this past year dream scenario is his second film and his film hadn't debuted yet the first one he made and so A24 and Ari Aster, they, A24 bought the script and they wanted to go move forward with it. Ari Aster was like, I'm going to make it my next thing. But then the the writer's film did really well at a few festivals and was really well received in England where he's from. And so they're like, you can take this over. You got this. We trust you with the, the $20 million budget like you can handle a movie. So originally Ari Aster was going to have Adam Sandler play Nicolas Cage's role. In oh, Dream that Scenario. would have been so good. But the writer of the film and the eventual director of the movie, he and always wrote it picturing Nick Cage in mind. And so they changed the casting for that. What's the box office been for It's oh, been it's pretty good. It's okay. 6 million dollars at the box office for Dream Scenario, which came out it had its release two in December. Well, limited release in in November mm-hmm. and then December 8th was its wide release. It's just Yeah, not really people are seeing it right now that's something like, I think will do well on streaming yeah but for like a 20 million dollar budget they're gonna eat yeah they're gonna eat some cheddar cheese yeah. on that I mean I haven't seen it just because it just didn't work out timing wise with we were very busy with our super secret project <laughs> when it came out but now um I'm gonna see it this week because yeah. this past week we've been going to the movies a ton we're back on our normal routine so we have more time to go to the films to go to the theaters. Go to the films. Go to the films. <laughs> he hasn't even seen like seven movies in theaters in the last 17 hours. I saw two yesterday. I know, he did. I... And, and we filmed an episode in between. Yeah, I don't stop. And I'm sick. He doesn't a stop me. I'm a machine. I'm a machine. <laughs> I'm a machine. Moving on <laughs> to possibly the best trailer of the year with Dune Part 2. Oh my God, this slapped. It was amazing. And I'm, I'm shocked at how much bombastic action set pieces we have in this movie. Obviously, I was they anticipating it. it. But, yeah, the trailer looks incredible. Oh, my goodness. And more Ratha, too. Oh, a my tongue looks, action! The tongue action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fade Ratha with the tongue, man. Got a great look at Austin Butler. A little bit of dialogue as well, as well as a little more Harkinens. Lots of Zendaya. Zendaya and yeah. Timmy taking up most of the screen time for this trailer, which I think they have to do because, obviously, a lot of people... They they're so hot. They're so hot. <laughs> But so many people who never read the books, they didn't understand why Chani Zendaya wasn't in the movie for the first part one that off that much really until the end. So a lot of people were disappointed by her lack of screen time because they don't know the story. But now they get the trailer because we get to see Chani's going to be a huge character in part two. And for those of you who haven't read the book, there's something massive that they haven't even shown yet. Still hiding still it. still haven't shown. I think there might have been a shot. Really? Of, of, I'll of, talk about it later. Yeah. There's something... Huge to the story, that hasn't been teased whatsoever. Not, I didn't see anything. But I'll have to double check. Something the with the, ba- it's something to do with the Baron. And I think I okay. saw a shot of what, All what, what right. we're talking about, what All we're right. anticipating. Anyone's read the book, you know what we're talking about. There's a character and a casting that's just been kept secret for this entire film. It's like Matt Damon with Interstellar. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Also. <laughs> sorry. Also. We got the first dialogue. Yeah, I got my, I got a, I saw some movies this week, everybody. <laughs> Let me get another box of Marlboro's. Yeah, I got to smoke a kind <laughs> of cigarettes from Costco. I got that with a box of wine last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you know, the guys, guys go are, as the deals man they have the deals I go to the diner afterwards <laughs> have a slice of pumpkin pie <laughs> i love pumpkin pie we got the first dialogue from christopher walken oh yes he speaks as in emperor the, in this trailer yes that's right he's like Paul, what are you doing, Paul? I got a fever. Your prescription is more. More, spice. More, spice. More, more... Spice. More spice. More spice. More spice melange. what are you going to do here? <laughs> do something about Paul. The, this the is voice the rises yeah, right now. Yeah. As, as we said, he was perfect casting. <laughs> 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 we got some Florence Pugh in there as well. Florence plays the Emperor's daughter and also Princess Erlon. Same character, but... <laughs> so <laughs> you worded. i was like also who i was gonna say something else but i don't want to spoil things uh-huh. like i was gonna say something that could have been a spoiler she plays dominic Toretto. <laughs> she drives a dodge charger spoiled <laughs> <laughs> but man this trailer was amazing oh man like when the explosion happens in the distance and the wind comes blowing in what, oppenheimer deeps? style oh my god it looks also epic. definitely a lot, a lot of new music from hans yeah We get to hear some more themes. Very excited about this. March 1st, again, is the release date. Seems for like June they're sticking Part to it. it. Yeah. If it's in this I trailer. I think it's good. Yeah. I think it's good to go. They have the whole month to themselves. Let's move on to a Netflix and Zack Snyder release. We haven't seen it yet. Like Anthony said, we've, he's been, we've been so busy seeing movies and working on projects that... Yeah, I'm just trying to see everything in theaters before they're gone. Rebel Moon just got released on Netflix, and it's got some pretty bad reviews. It's a 24% on Rotten Tomatoes for critic score. However... The audience score is 75%. And, you know, the Zack Snyder fandom comes in droves to help promote his movies. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews from other film people and film Twitter and film talk. I am going to wait for judgment until I see it myself as someone who likes Zack Snyder's movies and really fucking loved Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice League, as well as enjoyed Army of the Dead, which I know a lot of people didn't. This is also a 2.9 on Letterboxd right now. Yeah, but it's he's a divisive filmmaker. Yeah. And critics don't really love Zack Snyder movies, but I'm still optimistic about the movie, and I will be checking it out hopefully this week. So this film is on Netflix right now, or is this, this is just early reaction? Netflix came out on Friday the 15th. Really? Yeah. Because there's only 380 reviews on Letterboxd. Yeah, maybe it's got to boot up. Yeah, it's gonna boot up. <laughs> 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 Whatever that. <means. laughs> you can boot it up, man. Gonna, you know, there's an, in, there's an influx. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's afraid to do his Batman voice. So I can tell. Yeah, I did. I did Light it up. Up. All right, there's some really exciting Leonardo DiCaprio news with no speci- specifics at all. So he has confirmed that he has signed on to his next film. However, nobody knows what it is, and he's not going to talk about it in the interview. He said, "I've signed on," and he's, but he's, he's like, I can't say anything about it right now. There are rumors, so there's been rumors about him working with Paul Thomas Anderson for months. Ooh, I love rumors. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that was in, I mean, rumors and talks about that for like the last few months. But also, people have been saying that Paul Thomas Anderson's been writing a vampire movie. Dude, what? That's just what I've heard. Amazing. Nothing's been confirmed, but those two things have what the internet's been talking about about pta lately so leo attached to it and then also it being a vampire movie i wonder would he would he dive into like the supernatural he's never done fantasy yeah, at he's all. he's never done supernatural fantasy gothic horror kind of stuff i wonder imagine, imagine if he did that would be so oh my, good it would be like the best vampire movie ever i know i'm so enticed well, and i mean I'm, pta I'm, you could do anything and i'll watch it but i i guarantee you they're working together because they actually have they're connected Paul Thomas Anderson grew up knowing his family when he was younger, and then also DiCaprio's dad is in Licorice Pizza. Yeah, he's got a cameo. He's a mattress salesman. Yeah. So they've their their families know each other. They're connected. You can say they're friends, probably in real life. No, they hate each other. They hate. Each I'm, each sure, they're, I'm <laughs> sure they've never met. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I think he fits his world as well. I think Leonardo and PTA is a is a combination that I've always wanted, and I'm very intrigued to see. Yeah, same. I think that'd be great. And if it's a vampire movie, let's go. That's awesome. And hopefully they release it in the fall. Like they should. Not the four Dracula movies that came out in February and March this year. What about Dracula in February? <laughs> yeah, that's when people watch. to see this horror. is Dracula, like February. <laughs> next up, we have some Apple TV news. Alexander Skarsgård has signed on to the Whites Brothers' next project. The Whites Brothers did American Pie. And Murder told. Bot. Mm-hmm. In what? And a couple of Twilight movies. A couple of Twilight movies. They're doing Murderbot, an adaptation of a book series. Now, this 10-episode-long series follows a self-hacking security android who is horrified by human emotion, but is drawn to its vulnerable clients. When given a dangerous assignment, the sentient bot must hide its free will and carry it out, but all it really wants is to be left alone to watch futuristic soap operas and figure out its place in the universe. <laughs> so it sounds like it has a comedic tone. What's that? <laughs> sounds like it has a comedic tone. Is that what you said? Sounds like, and it's still bad. It sounds like it has uh, dark comedy to it. If, I, it, yeah. like, if he likes soap yeah, operas. Especially if the White Brothers going to do it. Very good comedic directors. So They're so good. They, they're, they're great. So good. They're great. All right, let's move on to some more stuff. They're all right. We finally got some real confirmation about Heat 2. Michael Mann has confirmed Adam Driver will play Neil Macaulay in the prequel sequel. I can't wait. What do you call a prequel sequel with one word? Seek. A pre-sequel. A a uh, pre-sequel. Yeah, pre-sequel. Pre-sequel, because it's going to act as both. Yeah, something like that. Now, I'm curious to see who they'll cast as the other characters, but this is something that's been rumored for like six months, and we all knew it was going to happen, and I'm sure they just finally signed the contracts. Adam Driver was just on the Bill Burr podcast. Oh, was he really? (laughs) Yeah, I got to watch it. I saw a clip on TikTok. That's crazy. I got to watch the whole thing. Adam Driver on Bill Burr. He's really funny, though, Adam Driver. like His SNL sketches, especially he hosted the other last week, is an exceptionally funny actor. His command. His career began in comedy with Girls, and then that Daniel Radcliffe rom com. Remember that one? Yeah. And he played the roommate, yeah. best friend, and he like that morning with the nachos. He's like, I just had sex. I'm about to eat nachos. <laughs> Goddamn! I love my life. Don't ruin it by saying something stupid. <laughs> it's really. Yeah, funny. it's true because he's been in so many big dramatic projects and blockbusters. In serious films, you forget how funny he actually is, especially performances like, obviously, the Star Wars movies and Marriage Stories stand out to people's minds, and just, like, dramatic performances, and... I think he's he's hysterical. I think... Megalopolis is going to be huge. I can't wait for that. Yeah, And Ferrari comes out next week on December 22nd. The trailer looks good. We just saw the trailer in theaters yesterday, and it looks fantastic. We just saw the trailer. in <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, they, they, it, hey Jim, pass me another pack of cigs. I love the trailer. <laughs> we have some <laughs> awesome news next. It, <laughs> and this involves... Get it out, man. This involves the greatest football player and quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. Which is an undeniable truth it 's a fact Yeah, it's a fact of life it's a fact <laughs> he's getting roasted on Netflix, hosted by the roastmaster himself, Jeffrey Ross. This is really cool because it's going to be Netflix streamed com- comedy event, so Netflix is a joke every year they have a basically a Netflix festival, a streaming comedy festival, and the roast of Tom Brady will be the crowning jewel, the Bell of the ball. For well, this festival will be Tom Brady's roast, and they teased with friends. So they haven't announced who else will be doing the roasting, but I'm sure Julian Edelman will be there and Gronk. <laughs> they gotta, <laughs> they be. gotta be. Oh I my god! Le- Le- bre- maybe LeBron will be there too, maybe because they're friends. I love roasts, especially when it's someone fun or interesting. I love Tom Brady doing this. It's just he's gonna get torn apart, but. I love it. It's great, and also it's there's gonna, a lot of material. It's yeah. going to be in a stadium too. It's it's a huge venue. I can't remember which one it was that I read, but it's just a massive venue. Good. Uh, it's better than like being in like a a, a room. banquet hall. Yeah. Sometimes there's <laughs> the some like a banquet hall. hall of like a big hotel. <laughs> I'm sure they're nice, but it's like. <laughs> but I love the roasts, and I feel like they've lost popularity the last five years. Yeah, I mean, because Comedy Central. Does anyone even watch it anymore? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I forgot it was around. Yeah, I haven't even seen it. That's thought such an, an old time sentence. Yeah. Comedy Central. Does anybody watch it anymore? It sounds like a it sounds like an old timey TV station. I'm sure their time's coming because I mean Cartoon Network went cartoon <laughs> Cartoon Network went out of business last year. Or oh this so year. Sad. Yeah, they went under. Really? Yeah. Damn. They closed up their offices in Glendale recently. That's horrible. Yeah. God damn. But you know, people just aren't watching cable TV anymore. And if they it's, can't it's afford it, <laughs> it's sad. People watch no, the job, Cable Anthony. TV. They used to... Cable TV was horrible because you had to... You didn't get to decide what you wanted to watch. You would have to choose from... You had to... a package. It was like 150 bucks. And it was expensive. It was whatever they said you could watch. Yeah. You had no control over what you watched. And you could either get no cable or you could get cable with six thousand channels that cost 120 bucks <laughs> the, uh, the choice is yours <laughs> you couldn't just do a couple of channels that's true that's you, why you streaming yeah. really took over because it gave people flexibility to choose what they wanted to watch yeah because i wasn't watching tlc or tnt except for maybe basketball but like you had those ac- you had access to those channels but now you have there to. there were hundreds of channels and everyone clicked on yeah because there's no need to it's a really good point let's move on to some more news now, Max will be the exclusive streaming platform for all A24 films. Warner Brothers just signed a huge deal. We've been worried about A24 because... They're the only creative production company, if really. If they go under, Apple TV's gonna buy them. Yeah. You know, they've already offered them a billion-dollar deal. It's a really smart business move. Is And as opposed to every time they have a release come out, they, they try to get a bidding on licensing. Now they have the exclusive deal. I'm sure Warner Brothers paid a real pretty penny for this. And so... This this includes all titles, so past, present, and future A24 films will only be streaming on Max. And they already had a deal for a lot of their movies were licensed for Max, mm-hmm. and obviously their TV shows yeah. were on there. But this is awesome news for A24. I'm pretty happy about it. This is this is the first time I hear about it, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's because they they did a good job with their couple of their TV shows that I think they were happy about it. Plus Max, they need entice to entice people, and A24 is a hot brand. They're very in demand. And people love it, and I think it's... the it's, best brand in film. It really is up there, and uh, uh, this is pretty exciting news. So, good for A24, not getting sold to a bigger production studio or tech company, and just staying independent. This is awesome. Oh, yeah. Big time. Some sad news coming up. Very sad. Right. Ryan, Ryan Gosling obviously has been in talks to do The Wolfman for about 10 years he's now. He's not been in talks. He's been signed on. Is he been officially... Yeah. So? yeah, but they have never had a date. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not... It's really just talks if they've never even had a production going in. It's so sad. What is it? Yeah. So him and first it was Derek France were trying to make a movie for about like eight years, and then he was gonna make it with Lee Wannell, but now Ryan Gosling is out as the Wolfman. Lee Wannell's now directing with Christopher Abbott in the title role. You most recent, recently saw Christopher Abbott in Poor Things. He plays the Bella's ex Bella's husband. Yes, Bella's husband. He's Aris- really good. The aristocrat. He's terrific in the movie. He's a really great actor.
1: It's he was just, hilarious
0: in the movie, it's yeah. It's just a disappointment to see Gosling. I'm sure he is very bummed about this for, you know, trying to get this made for 10 years, and he probably just has to give up on it. I wonder why he dropped out. He probably must, timing, scheduling. It could have been, he maybe he already signed on to other films that were already scheduled to start, yeah. and this one could just never get the ball rolling. What a bummer. It sucks. What a bummer. But Lee Wannell is a great choice for taking over as director because he did The Invisible Man, which is fantastic. So I have high hopes for this even with It's Gostling in good out. hands. It's yeah. very good hands. I think it's exciting news, even though Gosling's not going to do it. Some more A24 news. We got two more stories. So, they are adapt- adapting video game legend Hideo Kojima's death stranding into a live-action feature film. The game came out in 2019, starring Norman Reedus, Maz Mikkelsen, and Leah Seydoux. And it's just awesome news to see Hideo. He's, he's working on another game, obviously. We talked about him last week with Jordan Peele at the Video Game Movie Awards. OD. With OD, their latest... New form of media that they've been claiming a, a new horror experience. But Death Stranding is also a very popular game he created. And this is awesome news. A24 getting to a huge live-action IP. This is exciting stuff. They and Dale's well... a great storyteller, so I'm sure he's got a lot of control of the story. Might as well cast the actors, too. They should. I mean... Why not? They, they might as well. I bet they do. That would be pretty awesome. That, that might be the first time that would ever happen, right? Where a video I, game... Yeah gets adapted to live action, the people who played the characters in the game are all gonna star as themselves. I can't think of that happening. I'm sure they'd Never. all want to do it. Yeah. That's pretty awesome stuff. Pretty cool. Pretty it's awesome. Speaking stuff. of more A twenty four news, Benny Safty has just announced his new upcoming solo directing project with The Rock as a lead actor. It's called The Smashing Machine, which is produced by A twenty four and the film will be an adaptation of the acclaimed documentary The Smashing Machine, The Life and Times of Extreme Fighter Mark Kerr. Now, he was a MMA fighter in the early days of MMA and UFC. It chronicled the triumphs and tragedies of Kerr's life in the Wild West days of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, which was crazy in the 90s and early 2000s. So I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. I remember this guy, Mark Kerr. Because remember, the UFC was on Spike TV, right? Yeah, it was on Spike. And it was like... Guys are still wearing geese and stuff. it It really was like the Wild West. It was... Really, it didn't have a huge budget, but it was getting national attention. And even and like the refs, on ESPN. yeah, refs weren't like completely regulating. It was like, they were, it was early days. They were still working the kinks out, basically. Yeah. It's not as regulated as, as as it is now. It was pretty brutal. And I, I remember loving it when we were kids. I was like, oh my god, this, this fighting championship is insane. Yeah, we'd be it like, was, this guy's in a gi, this guy's not in a gi. What is this? It was brutal. I, mean, I was waiting for that. <laughs> it's getting pretty good. <laughs> My brutal impression. You gotta get a goatee so you can pull off the Josh Brolin look. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hair. Do I? You have, the, you have Brolin's hair. I guess for... Not, doing it's a little shorter. I'm, I'm not just in the saying sequel. in general. <laughs> oh, in general? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's, I think it's like a shorter... <laughs> thanks man this good, luck good luck all right today. let's move into the uh movie trailers of which there were six huge movie trailers that came out this week let's start with the one that we were teased with last week on movie news alex garland's 824 film civil war which by the way is the largest budget of any 824 movie in history with 75 million dollars production budget Whoa. plus marketing is probably about 125 and we were very skeptical about this when the poster came out and the synopsis came it out. It looks better than I thought. It, it does. does look better than I thought, but yeah. also at the same time while I was watching it, I was like, who wants to see this? Do, do people want this kind of movie? And I'll obviously watch it. Yeah, I see all of Alex Collins' movies because I think he's a terrific writer and, and filmmaker. I think Ex Machina is one of my favorite movies this century. You know, it's, it's remarkable. And obviously he wrote 28 Days Later. Annihilation is terrific as well. We know, y'all know we didn't love men, but <laughs> he's a voice in cinema that's really unique, and that's, and I respect that. Civil War, I don't love the idea, the idea of a civil war contemporary setting in the United States and I think he kind of threw everybody off when in the trailer it's revealed that the western front forces, the western forces of Texas and California are working together. The most unbelievable part of the trailer is that Texas and California agreed on anything. The only thing I can think of is, like, Texas took over California. It doesn't seem like it. That's because he's not picking a side. But that's, but that's, it's ambiguous in the trailer. That's what I'm assuming. From my interpretation, it sounds like Texas took over California. From my interpretation, I don't get that at all. But also... I don't know how I feel about this trailer. I watched it, and the production's great, obviously, and Kirsten Dunst, Jesse Plemons, the cast is fantastic. I don't know if this is a movie that people want, especially on this budget on this scale. Yeah, it definitely is better than I was expecting, and it's very intriguing, and it's it, it's interesting. It's I thought it was just going to be like all-out war, um, and I thought it was going to be a, a more he's choosing sides, and it's more ambiguous, so I thought it was a smart route to go. Although I think he was stretching it with California and Texas being together, yeah, and then also, um, I just don't—I don't see how this is going to do well at the box office. Me neither. Because it big could budget. do okay, but still, has to make probably two hundred million dollars to become profitable. Its opening weekend it needs to be thirty million. And also, I mean, sp- speaking of how you just said, you're not sure if it's going to pick a side. I think with the, with some of Alex Garland's films, especially with men, the trailers are ambiguous to what he's saying, but then when by, watch the end, it, by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, this is insanely biased to One Direction, which I'm sure I, it will I, be. I get that, yeah. I think it probably will be, which is fine. I mean, it's his movie. You can do whatever he wants. I mean, yeah, I would say I don't mind it being on one side, but when it lacks nuance. We'll find yeah. out. We'll find out. We'll, probably, we'll obviously see it and you know 824 is a studio we respect and hold in high regard i mean kudos to them for funding this i mean it's a ballsy move not gonna lie it's ballsy but is it a smart decision do i I watched i read the comments on the youtube comments people are not really excited about this movie and they're confused by it and i just saw the trailer in theaters and i could hear the people around me and it was just like everyone was like what was that yeah so it doesn't seem like people are going to react to it very well that's why i don't think I'm not sure it's going to be a strong performer at the box office. Me neither. And when's it come out? Let me check again. Is it, it doesn't say. It didn't say in the trailer. It just says 2024. Civil They might War, still be picking a release date. 24. Let me just... Re- release dates. I thought I remember saying April. April 26th. April 26th. Okay. So it's coming out pretty soon. On a lighter tone, we got the first trailer for If, which is John Krasinski's much anticipated follow-up to the Quiet Place franchise. And it just looks delightful. This is a great family movie. It's about uh, a little girl who can actually and see the imaginary friends, past and present, of people around the world, and it just looks like a lot of fun, very whimsical. Ryan Reynolds plays the co lead, and it just looks like a good time. It looks like a great little family movie, and the CGI animation looked terrific. Yeah. Of the if if of the ifs, they call so the imaginary, imaginary friends, friends or ifs. ifs. It's yeah. really cute. It's very sweet. It looks awesome, and yeah. obviously because John, I almost said Krasinski, <laughs> Krasinski's. A great filmmaker, and we love that guy it's so much. It's an interesting choice after A Quiet Place to do something completely different. I bet he wants to do it for his family, like oh, yeah. make He's, a movie yeah. for my kids that they can see because he did two rated R movies. Yeah. Reynolds, to too. Yeah. So I think that a lot, of a lot of actors and directors, they like to make projects for their kids, yeah. which is really cool. I mean, it's funny because you, you hear interviews about stuff like that, and actors are like, I did that so my kids could like me. It's like, no matter how famous you are, your kids still think you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> They I, don't care. I saw a Will Smith interview. like They just call me dad and I'm Will Smith around the world everyone thinks I'm the man but then like this is before the Oscar slap and then (laughs) it's just like they're like oh dad's so lame I'm like Will Smith is the coolest guy alive yeah (laughs) I saw an interview with Ben Affleck he said he used to he, he would pay his mailman to let him beat him up outside because his son really thought he was Batman. So he had to hold <laughs> up appearances. That's so amazing. they would do every time we deliver mail they would do a fake fight. Would he put on a mask? Uh he would I think he would put on a mask and then um he would he would slip him like a hundred bucks every time, I think. That's so cool. Just to make his son think he was cool. It's like Christian Bale doing gore for yeah. Thor Eleven Thunder because it's something that his kids could see. Yeah. Instead of the most of the stuff he does. <laughs> Moving on to Masters of the Air. This is the Austin Butler project. Indeed, it is. Miniseries, right? Miniseries. You're um, so right. What streaming platform? Guess, Apple TV. Yo, man, three for three. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it looks great. It looks really good. It 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 does showcase Austin's the lead for sure of the of the series. The cast is excellent. CGI looks amazing. Um, it just looks really exciting. I love World War II films. Especially something like this with spitfires and, and aerial battles. So it looks very exciting for anyone who's a fan of that kind of genre. This looks like the best project of the year for it. It's the 40th World War One, World War II project Spielberg's produced. Really? No, I'm just no, joking. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's He produces quite, old. Bruce is quite yeah, a few of them. sounds about right. <laughs> he's all over that genre. We got a new legacy sequel oh God. to a iconic franchise from the 80s. Beverly Hills Cop 4. Trailer just dropped. This is going to be a Netflix release film, and it looks like a Netflix release film. Eddie <laughs> <laughs> um, Murphy's back as Axel Foley, and I don't know how I feel about this trailer. What it, is the title of this movie? Because Beverly it's, Hills it, Cop Four. It says Axel that, Foley. No, no. So, so in the writing of the the posts on social media and on YouTube, it says Beverly Hills Cop Four, but then in the trailer it says Beverly Hills Cop Axel F. That's how the trailer ends. That's the title. Because I remember. So when you Google it, it says Beverly Hills Cop semicolon Axel Foley. That's a terrible name for it. Terrible name. Do you see how it ends? It oh says, wait, yeah, in IMDb it's Axel F. Axel what the F. Hell? That's it. That's the graphic. That's what the trailer ended with. Ended with a graphic. So they of, changed the title. So Axel F. So the end is of the, tra- the title. Yeah, the tra- end of the trailer. It said Beverly Hills Cop. And then it wrote out Axel F. That is terrible. I'm like, who who greenlit that? Who said that was a good idea for a title? Just call it Beverly Hills Cop 4 and call it a day. Exactly. It's, I mean, the trailer, it's just like... It looks like a generic Netflix action movie with Eddie Murphy in it. It doesn't even feel like the same vibe at kinda, all. It kind of does. They it have does, some of the old characters. Judge Reinhold is looking old. Yeah. They're all looking old. Yeah. They're all looking and sounding old. Eddie's looking and sounding old. He's, He's still wearing the varsity jacket. got yeah, the varsity jacket. It's just sort of... Uh, it doesn't feel like it has something new to say. Like, Top Gun Maverick had something new to say or something new to do in changed with the times yes. there's a groundbreaking action film at the same time as a great legacy sequel yes I mean I saw a, I just saw a red carpet interview with Murphy and he said you know the director was like I watched the director was like can you still wear the varsity jacket and he's like you, Axel's still wearing the Varsity jacket 30 years later? <laughs> and you're like, please, just we watched him wear the Varsity jacket. And he's like, alright, fine. And then they're like, can you get your hair to look like it did back then? He's like, when I was 23? <laughs> no, I can't. I can't get it to look like that. <laughs> it's just an IP cash grab. It, it feels like, it's what it feels like. Yeah, it feels like an IP cash like. grab. Let's take an old name, an old character, uh, an aging actor, and just make an action movie out of it. It, it looks okay. It, it sounds like Eddie Murphy like doesn't want to be there when he's Acting in the scenes it, too. What they also do is like it's a ton of action in the trailer. A ton, like machine think, guns yeah. and shotguns. They just like sold it with action, and there's I don't even know what the movie's about. And the thing with the Beverly Hills Cop movies, they had plenty of action sequences, but it was it's a lot. A, a lot of it was grounded, it's a and like it's just yeah. like simple things, yeah. and like in a club or something like that. And it just seems too in much in the club. <laughs> like a fight in the club with a couple guns. That's it. Not a, a heist with an armored truck and machine guns. It's it looked like a, like, a regular look, Tuesday for Axel Foley. It looked like Bad Boys 4. Yeah, it did look like Bad Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of 4s, we got another trailer of a fourth film in this franchise, but that's what makes more sense. It's Kung Fu Panda 4. And this time, Viola Davis joins the cast. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks really great animation like all the other Kung Fu Panda movies. And Jack Black just being Jack Black. It, this looks like a good time. Everyone's back. It looks good. Yeah. And then what's Miller's Girl? Miller's Girl is the upcoming Martin Freeman and Jenna Ortega film. Oh, that's right. So Martin Freeman plays her college professor and they start this relationship and start the lines are getting blurred between student and f- pupil student and, and teacher teacher <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> but then the whole trailer is like he's trying not to and but she's it seems to be like she's tr- the one trying to incite it and then things it looks like it fucks up his life She's on fire right now. She's in a bunch of projects. Yeah, it looks interesting. She just is. Yeah. A, she's a movie that, with Tommy Lee Jones that just came out. And Ben Foster. Dropping. It's a Boston movie. It's a Boston movie about Fisher people. But fishermen. there's no Boston accents in the trailer <laughs> except <laughs> for one no? guy's like, get in the car. Like <laughs> The accents are not there. There's like four people doing Southern accents. I'm like, what is going on in this movie? I didn't see the trailer, but I saw a pic, an image of it. it. It looks okay. Not even Foster was doing it in Boston. No, accent. it wasn't in Boston accent at all. He could do it easily. I guess Tommy Lee Jones just sounds like Southern Tommy Lee Jones. He's like ninety five. He's, he's, like, he's just like I need to pay for more for another house. Or I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm like what this is fuck? a Massachusetts movie. <laughs> oh my god! And it doesn't. I mean, have you seen? You've seen the trailer for Eileen, right? Yeah, with Anne Hathaway and Thomas McKenzie. Yeah. The Boston accents in that are horrible. Yeah, they're okay. horrible. Even even Anne, I was I watched the trailer again, um, in theaters yesterday. I was like Anne. Even you, (laughs) the the accent's all over the place. I think that it's a harder accent than people think to pull off, and they should, you know, use some people to give them some advice. I mean, we'd be great. You know, I would just don't do it if you can't pull it off. Hundred percent, you should hit up Raiders of Lost Podcast if you need some help. You know, if you need a consultant on a Boston accent, I mean, come on, guy, come on, kid. I didn't hear one person say kid. Well, I mean, that <laughs> wasn't just really kid. thinking. No, I'm just 50s. kidding. It's a joke. <laughs> no, I meant, uh, I was talking about the Jared Ortega, Tommy Lee Jones one. Oh, okay. And there's a funny video where they're on the red <gasps> carpet together for the movie. It came out. Yeah, it came. It's getting. What is It's, this it's movie? a streaming movie. Oh my god. I think it's Hulu, or I can't remember. And it's like front fire. I think that's what it's called, front fire. And they're on the. They're taking photos next to each other, and Tommy Lee Jones looks like he doesn't recognize her. And <laughs> oh people can. You, the video can hear him saying. We, were we in a scene together and she's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i think tommy's just phoning in he's also old so i think his memory's is probably he's not really old incredible yeah. for being finest kind that's okay finest kind finest kind it looks okay it's about so tommy jones plays a father who runs a ship a fishing ship and his son while he's in the hospital his son takes the ship out on an illegal uh fishing trip in canada where waters they're not allowed to fish at and then the boat gets repossessed and they have a hundred thousand dollar fine so then, his son has to figure out a way to save the ship and the boats, and Jenna Ortega's character suggests they smuggle drugs, and they oh, start man. working with, I think, a cartel that flies and drops cocaine into cocaine. the ocean, and you, they pick it up, and they become smugglers. Cocaine. Yeah, and... Yeah, it's got a bad, very bad ratings. It looks, it's also, finest kind is just one word. Yeah, that it looks no like sense. a movie for for sure. It looks like a movie. How old is Tommy Lee Jones? He's, He's gotta age. be like 82, 83. He's really... seventy seven. Sh- but also, the thing with Tommy Lee Jones, he's looked like he's 77 since he was 15. He has. He's, he's, his, <laughs> the first movie, the, it was The Coal Miner's Daughter, I think is what it was. Um, and he's opposite, what's the actress? It was like in the 70s. And he played, he was like 21, but he looked like he was 40. It's insane. I mean, when you come out the womb smoking cigarettes, probably <laughs> it's just like he's an old time man. He's got that old, that grizzled face. Yeah. He's, he's just always been like that. And also people looked, I mean, you know, all that stuff about people looked older back then. Yeah. Like people don't think factor in like every room was a smoking room. Everybody smoked everywhere. Yeah. And so you're constantly exposed to smoke everywhere you went. And also, I don't think people were that aware of UV rays affecting your skin at all. And so people nobody... were smoking when they were pregnant and drinking yeah. booze still, like yeah. going on benders. People were <laughs> people were throwing oil on themselves to suntan. Oh, the baby's probably having a good time. We can be another cocktail. Yeah, so, yeah, this health was terrible. So, yeah, I think that's why they looked older. All right, we have a couple more stories that we have to get to. We have a, a sad bit of news. Uh, Andre Brower passed away at the age of 61, a beloved actor, comedic actor, and he starred on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, as well as many other projects in... It's sad to see someone go so young. I'm sure he had some other stuff in development. Yeah, he died from cancer. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's too bad. All right, moving on to some Tarantino news. I'm going to say the title, but you're going to have to read this up. My voice can't take it. So let me uh, read the title. uh, Jimmy, let me read the title, and then you can take over. So the co-writer of his Star Trek movie, Mark L. Smith, actually came out with some exclusive details on it. And he called it a balls out hard R movie. So take it away, James. Take, Take it, it away, away, Earl. <laughs> Turn. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the greatest Star Trek film just for what Tarantino was gonna do with it. It was just a balls out kind of thing. It was a different thing, but this was such a particular different type of story that Quentin wanted to tell with it, and it fit my kind of sensibilities. So I wrote that. Quentin and I went back and forth. He was gonna do some stuff on it, and then he started worrying about the number, his kind of unofficial number of films. I remember we were talking and he goes, if I can just wrap my head around the idea of that Star Trek could be my last movie, the last thing I ever do, is this how I want to end it? And I think that was the bump he could never get across. So the script is still sitting there on his desk. I know he said a lot of nice things about it. I would love for it to happen. It's just one of those that I can't ever see happening, but it would be the greatest Star Trek film, not for my writing, but just for what Tarantino was going to do with it. It was just a balls out kind of thing. And I guess there's going to be a balls in the script. A ton of balls <laughs> because he said four times that it's a balls out thing. It's, it was going to be a hard R Star Trek movie. That would have been sick. Yeah, And I mean, it's too bad. I, I would have loved to see that because to see like a huge studio picture from a major IP and give someone like Tarantino control to do whatever he wants with it. That sounds awesome. Plus, I don't, but I don't know if they'd ever do that for him. Yeah, he, that's his requirements for making movies. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Would they would Paramount be like? Yeah, do whatever you yeah. want. I don't know, yes. man. I don't know. Yes, absolutely. I would love that, but I feel they like... wouldn't hire him if they they didn't, wouldn't say that. But did they hire him to write the script, or he just write it on his own? No, he. There was a whole pitch and everything, and they were on board with it. Yeah, but I doubt he got hired to like write a, to do the movie. I don't know the contract details, James. So you well, you're to- acting like you do, Anthony. Well, he was, this is from the fucking co-writer of the film. Suddenly, your voice is, is getting better. The screenplay was greenlit <laughs> by Paramount. I think they were hired to do it. <laughs> no, I wonder if they were just like, Yeah, go ahead, Tarantino, write something. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> Shut up. Have some fun, bro. Get out of here. Alright, moving on to the next story. We have a great casting. So, George Clooney and Adam Sandler have just been announced to star in Noah Baumbach's upcoming film. Adam Sandler starred in a couple of his recent, adapta- uh, his recent films. Clooney will be a first-time collaborator with Baumbach. There's no details on the story, and there's no title on the film at all, but I'm just very excited. It's going to be a Netflix film as well. Them two together in a movie? That's awesome. Sounds great. Yeah, they never have thought worked it? together, right? Never, never? Not that I can think of. Very, very cool. Moving on, next to speaking of Noam Baumbach, his partner Greta Gerwick has been named the Can Jury President for... 2024's festival smart choice very exciting stuff very cool after a 15 year 20 year career she is just at the peak and at the top of the mountain in hollywood right now so it's an awesome choice and our final bit of news is from lionsgate and you thought saw was over no baby saw 11 (laughs) is set for fall 2024 from lionsgate the studio set the date for it as september 27th 24 2024 and this is just going to be the first of many, I'm sure. Many more. Imagine if this goes to like 26. It will. We're going to be like 46, Saw 27 is going to be in theaters. We're going to be like, great, another one. And they're sticking with the Roman numerals, too. Might they're as well. they XI. Saw XI. It looks better than Why 11. Why not 11? It just looks way better. Does it? Yeah, I think so from a marketing standpoint, because I feel like 11 would put people off like, oh, but but the Roman numerals, it's like, it's cooler. It's prestige. sexy. Yeah. Prestige, man. <laughs> it's all about perception. I'm not sure about the Roman numeral for 11. I, I think know. it works better. <laughs> it's, it's like they every year now. It's nuts. Every year. like that when People 10, see them! 10 just came out. People see them. And I mean, Twisted Pictures gotta keep that money flowing. That's how they make their money. They only make the Saw movies. That's true, man. That's all they do. And they've been killing it for 20 years. And Lionsgate, you know, they're like... They got a, they got a little golden goose that just keeps laying eggs. They got a couple of golden gooses for sure, and this is one of them. There's a guarantee that that golden fleece, man. Guarantee, you gotta keep the lights on. Yeah. you know what I mean. That this is why so many IPs are being bought and remade and over and over again. It's consistent cash flow. It's just economics one on one. Xi, <laughs> <laughs> Xi. All right, everybody. That wraps our movie news episode this week. Episodes last week, we had some bangers. We did American Pie on Monday. On Wednesday, we did a great episode on Godzilla. Godzilla minus one. Minus one. Sorry, so I just said <laughs> we got a fucking echo in here. What? <laughs> Why don't you go smoke your ciggies over there? Your <laughs> cotton of cigarettes. Your, I will. Your box of wine. Go, go, go in the corner, Anthony. Upcoming episodes this week, like we said, tomorrow we have our episode on Wonka. Very exciting stuff. It was a terrific film. I hope you see it in theaters because we did not had an absolute blast. And on Wednesday, we'll be doing an episode on... The Nightmare Before Christmas. Heck yeah. It's a great one. I can't believe it's almost Christmas. It's, yeah, it's fucking like the 19th today. We're getting there. I'm wearing my, my IMAX Christmas yeah. sweater. It's a lovely gift from IMAX. It's a great gift. Yeah. yeah, it's got pockets for snacks. Maybe I'll wear it to the movies today and put some snacks in there. Do it, man. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cozy. Throw all your peanut m ms in there. <laughs> <laughs> Take them out of the bag and just dump them in there. I've been craving <laughs> so much chocolate since we saw Wonka. Like All I want to eat is chocolate. Don't worry. We're having a holiday holiday party tomorrow. You're going to eat all the chocolate you can dream of. Yes, I cannot wait. Anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. You'll get access to weekly bonus episodes as well as the ad-free version of this show. If you didn't want to listen to ads during movie news, you could have just listened on Spotify and Patreon when you linked them Screw together. Screw the ads, man. Screw the ads. Get that but $5, $5 Patreon. we got to pay the bills, so please listen to all the ads. We really need that engagement. Also, leave those five-star ratings and reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Share us with your family and friends. It's the best way for a podcast to grow organically. Word of mouth is integral to our show. And just have a wonderful, wonderful day.